0: Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. I'm Dacia Coffey. As a chief marketing officer, speaker, author, copywriter, and three-time entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about influence and impact in the business world. So I want to share with you what I've learned about how to be heard, be seen, and be successful, and introduce you to the people I've met along the way who learned how to unlock their potential. Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. Today, Kyle and I talked to Michael Romines. Now, Michael is a serial entrepreneur, and I don't know how often you guys get to talk to somebody like this, but let me tell you, the mind of somebody who knows how to start and grow multiple businesses and then just keep doing it is absolutely fascinating. Michael is a super fun guy and the stuff he has to say about why and how he can spot opportunities and why they have been so successful at growing them is really, really good stuff. The other thing that's interesting is that Michael's entire family practically is a part of his enterprises. And they have a very smart, very healthy way of understanding and respecting each other's giftings and making that scalability work. So let's jump in because you are going to love this conversation. Michael reminds, welcome. Thank so you. excited to have you on Corporate yep. Caffeine.
1: I'm excited. Yes. It's going to be a fun time.
0: Yes. Yep.
2: Coming all the way out here from East Texas to yep. Fort Worth. Yep. It's always oh. a good drive.
0: Okay. Well, I will straight off the bat, like tell the audience and you embarrassingly, like why I was so excited. It's because you are that, that, uh, you know, like unicorn of the serial entrepreneur, like the thing that every (laughs) entrepreneur wants to be someday where you just launch and launch and launch. And these businesses (laughs) are exciting and they're successful and people love you. And I'm like, I don't know about that. We got to have a serial entrepreneur on, and yeah. it's Michael.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was his good hair. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. It looked better this morning before I uh, hit a few balls around the golf course. Oh, uh, yeah. That's all right. Well, I'm excited to be here, and, uh, you know, I get that serial entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneur uh, kind of analysis sometimes, and, uh, you know, it's. They're not all home runs, that's for sure, but uh, it's always fun. People need to hear more
2: of that, Yeah, that it's not always home runs. It's not, yep. And it's a struggle. Yep. Um, We've talked about it in a few of our past podcasts of um, everyone always sees the glory Mm -hmm. and the outcome of that, and they don't always know, A, what it takes, but, A, it doesn't always work. That's right. And um, anyway... I'll let you carry on with that. Where'd you get started? You know, how how did you uh, get into this groove or what made you go, you know what, I'm just going to keep
1: on, keep on you know, driving. So it's funny. And uh, listen, I'll just tell y'all, I can be terribly long winded. So do not be afraid to say, <laughs> okay, that's enough of those details. But uh, without being so long winded, I got a criminal justice degree in college, wanted to be a Texas department of public safety trooper here in the state of texas life has its ways um needed a job knew a friend first job out of college uh working for a small cable company there in tyler Uh, my title was purchasing expediter oh boy oh yeah try that i mean that looks good on a card too (laughs) and that is a glorified office supply purchaser oh just Uh keep up i worked in a five-story corporate office and you need pins? I'll get you pins. Right. You now. know, you need, you know, printer ribbon. I'll get you printer ribbon. I
0: got a guy. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. Before Amazon. Yeah that's, yeah. I, yeah, that's right. I was basically the Amazon of that office. <laughs> there you that's go. right. But um, anyhow, kind of plowed through that for about five years. And then my parents called me in 2000 and said, hey, uh, we want to start traveling more and working less. And uh, at that time, the only thing our family did was uh, oil and gas production. Typical oil and gas from this office. We could drive. I'd be willing to bet two miles and see a pumping unit or a natural gas well or something. And that's all my father's ever known. Um, and so Went and met with them, you know, again, I got a criminal justice degree and I was in the cable business. So I was fit to run an oil and gas company clearly. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And so, uh, said yeah let's do it you know and went to work because I had I had decided at that point I was going to go to work for myself some things had happened in the cable business we did we had had a big freeze and lost a big significant portion of our uh, uh, structure around town and so had worked some real hours had some demands on me that I thought if I'm going to work this hard I'm going to work for myself so it was a good um, opportunity to get going but go to work for my parents and we operated oh at that time probably I don't know uh, less than a 100 so I think as I recall maybe somewhere in the 78 to 85 range uh, oil and gas wells across east Texas and kind of off to the races you know at that time I would have been 2040 uh 26 years old give or take and thought man we're about to just set the world on fire uh, you know, I have an oil and gas background
2: as well. Yeah, I I, moved, yeah, I moved drilling rigs, that's not right, the I remember production that. part that, of it. That's as much a part of it. around but. the same age, yeah. showing like blowing and going thinking,
1: oh, yeah. oh I have the world. That's it's right. starting this young. That's i got right. this. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, there are plenty of eye-openers to come if only we could see the future, huh?
0: Thank God we can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can.
1: I don't know. If Fast I'm, forward to 2012 Yeah. Um, after
2: yeah. the decline. It yeah. was a little rough patch, but...
1: You know, so uh, we got kicked in in 01, bought our first expansion foray, if you will, in 05. Um, and basically from there, we were kind of, and never really consciously off to the races, but looking backwards now, we were off to the races. And um, we bought a oil field Construction companies, what we call it, just trying to sexy up, roustabout. Yeah, um, we basically did two services, roustabout services, and pumping unit repairs, servicing and repairs. And uh, you know, thought, man, this is this is great, and uh, and it was, and it is, and we still have the company, Acme Oil Service and Repair. It's um, a fraction of what it once was, but uh, just to be frank this last downturn, um, I just, we made a conscious effort that you get to a place where you have to put a value on your time and to ride those roller coasters when we have what's now would be Lone Star Hazmat, which would now be our, uh, would be our seventh or eighth expansion, if you will, um, since we did that first one in 05, um, added to the portfolio, if you will, Lone Star's really given us the ability to say, okay, we got to put a value on our time. Yeah. And, you know, values determine when you're losing money and when you're making money. That's true. And when you have, com- when you have of those eight companies, we have two that one's a real high flyer and one is, I've used the term for a lot of years, it's like belling water in a sinking ship. And mm-hmm. uh, it really causes you to put some thought into that value of that time because one of them requires your time and it, the the return on it is zero and then the other one you're missing that time. And so, um, so anyhow, that's kind of where, you know, that's a real quick snippet from 2005 to 2022. We have about uh, eight companies under our family portfolio and, um, some of them we own a majority interest in and, Operate and manage wholly some of them. We own a minority interest in and simply sit on the board and try and funnel some of you know, our own work through those companies and things, but uh, eight companies that we have a pretty uh, Focused uh, desire to see success with are are they all majority oil and gas businesses or they are other than Lone Star um, Yeah uh, six of the eight seven of the eight are Um, It just kind of developed that way. And Lone Star actually came to us through our core, we we always have held on to our core family businesses, the oil and gas production. We are oil and gas investors first and foremost, and from that comes everything else. Uh, But even Lone Star came to us by way of a catastrophic event we had in our production company, had a spill three landowners a mile and a half down a Creek oh, almost wow. into a lake that was a city's drinking water. It wow. was yeah, so scary. It was. And, uh, the worst nightmare it was. And I'll give them a shout out. Richard Linnaeus, who's the president for uh, Lone Star. Um, by the grace of God, he lived and still lives there, but about five miles down the road from this catastrophic event through a chain of phone calls, he literally kind of crest this hill and I'm down there trying to, you know, how do I handle all this? I had a landowner that I thought was going to physically harm me. And, yeah. and he kind of, oh, there's Richard. And, <laughs> I've got uh, you. Yeah. And, uh, here he, Richard's still with us now and he's the president of our company at, at Lone Star. And, um, but you know, so they've all come to us through oil and gas. Lone Star has a footprint in oil and gas. I mean, we worked a, oil and gas emergency call yesterday uh, but it's not really our core Um, but yeah they all have some touch of oil and gas yeah you
0: know it's interesting because it's easy to say that makes sense and it would make it easier on you to expand as you know the word Mm -hmm. that you use but every single business no matter the subject matter overlap Has its unique quirks. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Has different systems and processes, different ways where billing happens and selling happens. And so how do you navigate, um, you know, yes, you leverage, you know, Mm -hmm. industry knowledge and insider knowledge, but it doesn't account for the fact that you're building individual businesses and each one is going to have its quirks and, you know, its different needs. How do you navigate that?
1: Well, so one of the things I've fought over the years and is the ability, the whole theory of working on your business instead of in your business. Yeah. I've always been an in the business guy. Um, And I've had to work real hard the last, you know, particularly the last two or three years, because you just get to a place where, you know, it affects family adversely and those kind of things. But anyhow, without belaboring some of that, You know, kind of our business model is, so So my parents are still, um, the second half of that first part where they wanted to start traveling more and working less, well, we're still working on the working less piece. (laughs) Um, They're 78, 76, still working the business full time every day. Can't get away from it. No. mm -mm. And wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Uh, We're just as close and thick as we can be. Um, I have a brother that's in the business and even a third brother That has been in the business and still has dealings within the business, but he's not in the business full-time. So it's a very um, family-driven deal, but basically kind of how we do it is exactly that. I kind of go get in every business. I typically go find whatever the, I mean, we just looked at one yesterday. Um, I don't mind sharing. I mean, we're looking at an RV park. um, I hear We have a friend that's in
0: it, and it's really, (laughs) really successful. I'm like, wow, why didn't we think of Uh, that? I know. And
1: so, yeah, so, um, you know, had a business partner bring that to us, um, but kind of our family model will be. So I go out and I look at them. I make some initial yays and nays, and if it kind of meets the yays, then it goes to my father and say, Hey, here's what this is. And if it kind of meets his yays, uh, then I go to my brother that's in the business with us full time and say, Hey, here's kind of the plan. I'm going to now step into this business a little more. And the one that you're working in, you're going to have to take a larger role in. Um, And, and then as I'm in that one and start working my way out, he kind of comes in behind me and, you know, kind of does a lot of the, if you will, for lack of better term, kind of the puppet managing. And, yeah. um, and, and so, and then I kind of move on to the next project.
0: Yeah. yeah. So he and
1: affirms that the processes are real.
2: Say that again. I'm sorry. He kind of re uh, confirms that the processes are real, mm-hmm. that you go in and implement it, get the structure mm-hmm. down. Now, if he can step into this role and make it work smoothly, not only because he's his brother, a lot of people could step in that
1: role and work that. He's operationalizing for you. it, is yeah. what I hear. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. right. In simple terms. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what happens is it does. I mean, listen. I, I am a when when you start. Um, gosh, I'm. A, um, <laughs> well, here, when you start defining people, I, I'm called a visionary regularly. Right. Um, culture Index, some of those exactly. kind of things. No, I
0: mean that's like a specific term that's about right. how you're naturally wired. Exactly. That's right.
1: And, of course, um, visionaries like me think every idea and every process I put in place, I mean, gosh, they're going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's just, (laughs) come on.
0: That's why I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, my God, I recognize that so bad. It's
1: it's like, I'm going to hand this off to you, Robert, my brother. That's my brother. And it's because every decision I've made is (laughs) great. And Robert, what I love about him, and we have a great working relationship And great brotherly relationship, but he'll tell me, this one doesn't work, big guy, I can just tell you. (laughs) And so it does afford us the ability, you know, to kind of, we get these things going and then, so I offer kind of, and I get the ball rolling, if you will. And then Robert comes along and, and, you know, it works well. A lot of what I've put in place works, but then he he does tweak a lot of things Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, What happens is we've got four or five other companies behind that, and some of them uh, progress and have leadership teams quicker that kind of operate on their own. We're very fortunate that Lone Star is one of those that is fully developing its leadership team to the point that Robert and I both are being able to take kind of a less role in, in the business and focus on the business. And so that's kind of our business model to very long answer. Not at all. And so, uh, you know, but like we said earlier, it doesn't always work, um, but we've kind of got a, I think we've got maybe a unique family approach to how we do all this.
0: I was going to comment on that because family business is amazing. And um, most people that run a family business, no matter what's, you know, spouses or brothers Mm -hmm. or, you know, parents and children, but there's also a lot that goes with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you have to learn a lot about business and family and where it doesn't mix and where it does mix and where it has to, you know, I mean, like so there's so much navigation and there's loads of businesses that don't, like where they literally Drain, accidentally drain their value because mm-hmm. they d- never find those boundaries. Right. Like they never figure out how to have that healthy business relationship mm-hmm. between the family members right. in addition to the family. But you guys really seem to have found that. And especially naming that you were 26 when you started, right. you did not know that you are the visionary personality right. type no, yet. I had no idea. You know, I mean, your brother didn't know that he was an operator or, you know, whichever personality type he is. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents didn't know that. No, because, right. you know, you're too early in your careers mm-hmm. for them to go, oh, we need that right. here. So, I mean, it's interesting. Like why do y- why or what do y'all know about, or what have you learned about doing this <laughs> in a loving and healthy way
1: well it's funny you say that if i had to boil it down into one sentence um, it's basically we do it with brutal honesty while always respecting uh, whose opinion it is and what i mean by that is you know there are just certain things that are not up for discussion that is the boss and if he says no you might can debate that with him. One or two more, de- but if he gets to know a third time, don't waste your time bringing it up. Yeah, and and he's a very very soft spoken, um, you know, just gentle, uh, but but he's the boss, and everyone respects that. Um, you know, mom on the other hand, in theory, is the co boss. Uh, you know, but even she says, you know, listen, he's the brains behind the operation, and what we also know is that when it comes to really larger, you know, she's the financial brains behind the operation. Mm. And so, you know, we kind of use those guiding principles. Same thing with me, <clears throat> Robert, uh, you know, I'm sure there is, I just can't think of it off but you know, he's had ideas and things, but by and large, he knows that that's really my strength is to go out and find these things and to look and, and he doesn't, what I appreciate he didn't carry any pride in and I try not Lord over him that this was my idea, you know, because yeah. it's not, you know, because we've, we really focus on, at this point, we now have three generations in the company because mom and dad work every day. My, one of my children work in the business and one of my, my niece, one of Robert's daughters works in the business. And we're cognizant that, um, you know, I don't know how you kind of say this, but we're kind of, we're building this mountain for something a lot greater than just me or even Robert or mom and dad. Yeah. Um, You know, there's years to come of people, you know, I'm expecting my first grandchild in three weeks. And so that'll be our fourth generation. So exciting. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, we already have things in place that my parents, great grandchildren will benefit. And so we keep that in mind, that this is not, you know, because we are believers that, I mean, would I like to be as wealthy as Jeff Bezos? I mean, I'd take it. I'd try it. I'd try it, it, for sure. But you do kind of, in your life, get to a place where, you know... What's enough? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what I was going to say. Enough's enough, and, you know, so we're preparing for, you know, yesterday, or day before yesterday was um, National Giving Day, and... You know, and we've got things in place. And so that's what we try and keep in mind is, and we've been, I say this all the time, there's people in this world that have got problems, real problems, and I ain't one of them. And I, and I say it just like that every time. Our family recognizes we don't have problems. Do we got things that rub us the wrong way sometimes? Sure. Yeah. But that's kind of how we go about it. We try and keep real perspective in where we're at in life, what we're doing, our ability to bless first and foremost our employees and then beyond that. And, you know, and listen, we have some real heated discussions. We try not to use the term arguments, yeah, you know, but, but it always goes away from that with we're unified in whatever family decision we made. And in the end we walk out and we respect that. However, um, however, um, Passionate, if they were in their opinion, it was just their opinion, and their opinion is not wrong, it's just different than mine. So, that's huge, yeah,
0: that's amazing. And it's, I mean,
1: it's and it is, it's a lot of fun. I talked to my dad on the way up here, I'll probably talk to him on the way back. Um, you know, and and we had dinner with my parents at our house, at their house where I grew up, you know, three nights ago. and. You know, and so. So fun. Yeah, we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It's great.
2: Yeah. It's great. So um, out of these different adventures you've had, what is the one thing they've all had in common besides working towards a net profit, which everyone or yep. a certain percentage? Very interesting question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the one thing they've had in common? Or what do you look for in a business Oh, that either way? Yeah. Or what do you look for in a business that you go, oh, well, I've these seven companies have been successful. I know where they headed. I know I can
1: implement that same thing in here. So, so I'll tell you, there aren't certain things we look for in companies. We've kind of gotten to the place now where a lot of people know, you know, it's not secret. We own interest in, you know, Mm -hmm. we're kind of a small family investment office. And so we get a lot of people that come to us with things too. We don't, we don't discriminate at what business we'll look at. We own a small interest in a restaurant in Austin. We own interest in nursing homes, um, apartment complexes, looking at an RV park, you know, oil and gas service companies. And so we'll look at anything. we just, you know, and I've got friends that'll tell me, Romine's, it's just not that simple. But I kind of believe, I mean, listen, you know, every company you just making salt and pepper shakers, you just got to figure out how you make them. You know, what the common thing that I would say, though, that I have found over the years is, and I kind of learned this the hard way. Um, I first and foremost, and with all of our businesses, I want it to be a place that people want to get up and come to work to. Mm. And that's whether we're making money or Amen. losing money. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I had jobs. And we all, we've all had them that you just hated, you know, yeah. and I, I won't belabor the story, but I had an incident. I can remember clear as day, this incident that happened when I was young and working. And, and I said right there, I said, if I ever am a high up manager and I can dictate people's, you know, not dictate, but I can have influence on how their life yeah. is at work, or if I own my own company, I'm not going to. I'm not it, being that guy no yeah. I know and, what you're
2: talking about
1: and so and then of course the older I get the just the irony in life and we say this to a lot of our or all of our staff regularly the irony in life is how much time you spend professionally trying to pro- provide and support for what is most important personally in our families and our children our parents our grandkids those kind of things and so that's one thing and that's been hard I mean listen, Again, of the eight companies we've got, and I'm just quickly thinking one or two of them started off as something else. And just to be frank, we sucked at that. And we were fortunate to be able to roll it into something else that's now great. And um, But you know, one of them, again, we've got right now is a struggle. It's been an ongoing struggle for years. Uh, as a side note, shutting a company down is harder than anyone ever thought it was. Uh, Especially uh, when you talk about the people. If you got into a, it because of the people. Yeah. Yep. And these, these are some of our longer longest tenured employees, and they're uh. great, been with us. I got one guy in a company that's been with us. He was the third hire I made in that company, and he's been through all the ups and downs with us. But anyhow, um, I, I just say all that to say, you know, we have said that whether we're making money or whether we're not making money. Never had a payroll check bounce, and whether we're taking a lick at the bank at in our family checking accounts. Mm-hmm. My employee that got out of bed this morning at six thirty to clock in at seven and go do whatever I asked him to, yeah. he'll never know any different. And yeah. so
2: we I, I've been down that, that road. Um, we, I've been
1: down that road in
2: the, the oil and gas business. I um, had mm-hmm. um, where it wasn't that I wasn't profitable. It was, I had some slow payers all at once Yep. and I'm going, Oh no. I mean, this couldn't come at a worse time. Right. You go to the bank and you're like, all right, I got to do what I can do to make this payroll because I know it's coming. Right. It's just a matter of when. Or yep. I hope it's coming. But that's you do it. Right. You
0: make you <laughs> you cut you it. payroll make, first. That's right. Because Is they work for problem. you. That's right. It that's wasn't right. up to them that's to
2: collect right. the bill. That's that was, exactly right. That's my business.
1: <sighs> not their problem. Yep. You yep. know, and you have to respect that. Mm-hmm. So that's been the one thing. You know, I used to have a theory and I used to verbalize it kind of going back to, Yeah, other than the profit piece, I will say this. I used to, based on that story of when I had that incident when I was a young worker and I said to myself, I won't ever be that guy. When I very first, and this was with Acme, our very first foray into uh, outside of our production company. I remember, I mean, I've got people that still with me that'll tell you. I used to say, we will be a great employer first and a profitable employer second. And I learned a hard lesson that that is only, that is a finite theory, can Mm -hmm. be a finite theory. And so we make no bones about it now that we are going to be profitable first and foremost. We're going to be good stewards of our money and we're going to be a great employer second. And, uh, you know, and it's worked for us and, you know, again, they're not all home runs, you know, we got a couple that are singles and we got a couple that are home runs and, We got a couple that are still in a rundown between home and first base. But, you know, but uh, if you go into it with some of those theories, in our opinion, you know, it's kind of a pay it forward mentality. Yeah. These people will do anything, you know, for you because... We're trying to do everything for them first. We had a meeting just
2: today before you got here with some of our employees that have been in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we were talking about what we're projected to hit going in halfway through our year. Well, based on starting in December through right. May. Um, anyway, it's a side note. And um, I don't fully open the books, but I talk about the net profit, it's what close. it means for everybody. It's yeah. really, really They can close. do the math. Oh, yeah. yeah. They know. Of, and, the, and to go back to what you said, if we're not profitable, we're all going to lose in the mm-hmm. long run. Mm-hmm. And profits what going to keep us driving? That's profits right. going to what put more money in your pocket? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's kind of it, we our bonus structure set up that way right. off of our net profit. Right. Well,
0: and the business, you know. It, from a business perspective, the word that you use that I love, you know, from business, but all of life, you know, that word about stewardship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so critical. I mean, you're given responsibility to steward all sorts of things, mm-hmm. money is one of them. And mm-hmm. how do you direct that for the benefit of all? Right. And profit is what you're stewarding, everything else is just ego. I mm-hmm. mean, it's empty air. Right. You can't create value, you know, yep. from that. And, you know, the other thing we're trying to steward is business knowledge and business education. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have those sit down meetings because, you know, we would love for them to stay with us for 20 and 30 years, but some of them won't, you know, and we will love them as they leave. And we will try to have been the best possible, you know, possible thing for their life at that time in being knowledgeable about how business is run, how it aligns with our core values, how it aligns with our belief system. In that it's not separate. How we look at money and how we look at profitability and how we look at being good to people—it's mm-hmm. not the same. It's right. not something different. It's the same right. conversation. In like you know, just trying to clarify how we navigate it, and then we learn from the questions they ask and the responses that they make. And mm-hmm. and isn't that what it's about? You know? we,
2: we had a guest on. Was it Mike Myro who said, "Oh my gosh, she's going to kill me if this is wrong." <laughs>
0: um, it's it's written
2: down right over there you know know what yeah
0: you should go get it because like we can cut that part out no I'm not gonna cut
1: it out (laughs) I was just gonna say you can't do that on a podcast (laughs) you you can't get up and run off
0: yeah he totally can (laughs) considering he's the editor he gets to do whatever he wants (laughs) so so tell me
1: you you look you kind of nodded towards and then I thought man I, I really did think can I can I look or not? You can definitely so, look. So these are y'all's core values here yeah. on the pillar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very
1: cool. I I'm sure I read the other one when I was got here. I like that truth. What are the rest?
0: So mastery is when you walk in, mm-hmm. and that one is about honoring our clients' mm-hmm. mastery, um, honoring each other's mastery. So I, when you were talking about you guys and your family respect each other's mm-hmm. roles. As well as each other's gifting, that's what it's about. Because iron sharpens iron, and you have to be confident in each other and your ability to love one another um, in order to really elevate mastery. Because it means you're by default not going to agree because you're deciding to go deeper into very different disciplines. So, um, truth—tell the truth early and often. Truth creates vulnerability and trust. Mm. So it's funny. I was—I kept trying to go deeper than the surface stuff. So trust is an obvious one but what's behind that right and i felt like well lying and fear which you know are closely linked erodes trust and so that's why truth is the thing that came to the surface and then of course higher power is truth and so that's why it's yellow also and then um growth core value we shouldn't grow companies if that's not a core value so grow companies grow ourselves grow profit grow things you're either growing or dying and the last one's fun it, um the last one's fun fun oh yeah Hitting, you know what's so weird we probably need to loosen that's up I, we don't have anything like that that's ironically Fine. the one we
1: it's the one where <sighs> the worst at. you're the worst, we're the worst at. at yeah
0: yeah like, we
2: have fun like her and i do and our friends when we get together
0: we this is fun the podcast is fun yeah
2: and we try to bring it in the work and we're just all of us get so wrapped up into it that it's hard just to joke around a ton. You yeah, know? the yeah. mastery of like
0: growth thing takes that. all really deep. Interesting. And, Interesting. and
2: we started picking a day where each of us, and we're just now getting this implemented, yeah. so heading really long, The team's launch, like, launch.
0: we're waiting. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So each of us get to pick a day to do something outside of work. Okay, um, very cool. Could be anything. Yeah. We could play a board game. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. whatever yeah. it may be. Very cool. It's funny when she make these. Uh, we just talked about this not long ago. And I'm like, truth. Isn't that kind of a given. That's the one we go back to more than any of them. Really, because uh, we tell people, especially people in the workforce, tell the truth early and often. Mm-hmm. It will solve more problems. Yep. Clients will like it. Yep. You know, you have to be honest. Be honest. We want to be the first ones to find out. The clients the same way. They don't want to find out from one of their right. Um, the customers that we did something right. wrong whatever it may be mm-hmm. i did butcher that by the way i just went and got this <laughs> i'm nowhere near okay, it what is- okay so revenue is vanity profit is sanity and cash flow is king yeah that's brilliant yeah that is anyway
0: you know what uh, we have an artist on staff we should have him make it beautiful and hang it on the <laughs> i wall.
1: know i i can't believe i forgot i guess the pressure's is you'll being have on to, camera that's right you'll have that's to, to quote whoever the uh author of that, that statement is. I know. Yeah, That's true. I
0: know Mike Myro was definitely the one that brought it brought to it us. To so I don't attention. know if it came from a book or what. We'll put yeah. it in the show notes. That's yeah. how we remedy that. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there is, uh, that's interesting. I have not heard it that way. I've got a, a friend, he's a friend, but he's a young business owner. And, you know, I don't think people ever set out to say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be someone's mentor. Maybe they do. I mean, you make a conscious decision to pour into people, but I, I'm just not a big title guy. But anyhow, I say all that to say, I, he has said before that at this point I am kind of a mentor to him, and and uh, just hearing that cash seems to be the always conversation we always end up back to. He is so adverse to debt. I'm probably too comfortable with debt, but uh, you know. But there is so much truth. The world will never. Uh, Never change, in my opinion, that cash is king. Yep. You know? And you can no. make money off of debt, but it boils down to
2: that money you make, will it keep everything rolling? Right. In the right That's direction. Right. Will it withstand, mm-hmm. uh, We were just talking about this, too. I was like, I, we try to carry a certain amount of cash to withstand the flows of business. Yeah.
1: And there will always be flows. There will always be flows. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and you know, it's interesting around that cash is king thing is, you know, it takes money to grow. Like growth Mm. costs money. And I think, and you people flippantly say, oh, it takes money to make money. But I think people misunderstand what that means. It literally means when you grow, when Mm -hmm. you do anything, a forward progress, Mm -hmm you have more expenses. It wasn't just that you had to invest ahead of growth. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes something drops in your lap. Sometimes you have the wind at your back. That might not have always costed you something, but it will cost you Mm -hmm. in order to sustain it and maintain it and operate it and do it well. And I, you know, and I think like that's misunderstood and it's important. Like it's really important to understand cash is king and it's not a flippant reason. It's because it's about stewardship and discipline.
1: Well, and you make a good point. I can remember the very first time I ever went down to get a line of credit. And and to be frank, I think I was probably going to get it to cover payroll. Um, and I can remember, I mean, cause I mean, I was, I want to say literally I was going in and I was, you know, and basically my father was kind of like, well, if you think we need a line of credit, you need to go find one. You uh, he, know? he didn't operate off lines of credit before this? No. Uh, At that point he, well, he had in the past. Um, so the quick story of him prior to me coming to work for him, he had made ventures out into the, he had had forays out into other uh businesses besides the oil and gas business but like a lot of guys i mean basically in 82 he had a drilling company they had a workover rig company like a lot of guys they owned two or three planes at that time and and it all and he had a group of eight guys yep it went south quickly had a group of eight guys that they did everything together and six of them filed bankruptcy and my father just said that's not and I'm not passing judgment on people that do file bankruptcy. Right. There's, it's there for a reason. But right. he just said, that's not how I was built. I got into these debts. I'm going to get myself out of these debts. And I've been with him. And that was in 82. And they kind of started filing bankruptcy thereafter. And, but he basically got on a payment plan. So anyhow, I say all this. Like, he had been on cash for a long, long time. And he basically just said to me, if, we need, if it's time for a line of credit, um, you need to go find one. So I mm. went down and started talking to him, you know, start with the bank we bank with. And, uh, well, anyhow, I was going in. I want to say it was like literally $23,000. I didn't know, you know, and I was like, oh, God, I need $23,000. You know, and I'll never forget the banker. He was like, um, he said, uh, well, I mean, if you're going to get $23,000, you might as well get 75000 Michael. And I thought, you know, I was young and stupid. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll that take a it. will yeah, me. Yeah, I'll take it, buddy. And then, you know, then you think... There's this false sense of, oh, man, we're, we're, we're cash rich now. Because yeah. if I need it, i just This is a part of operations. Out. Yeah. Work with the bank. And so That's right. Well, anyhow, so fortunately that didn't bite me too bad, but it was the only line of credit I did with him, and it was the only one we had for a while. And then I don't know how long ago this was, but nonetheless, I went to the banker. This is kind of getting back to your, your story and point about growth and how much it cost and I'll never forget when I went to the second banker to say, "Hey, line of credit." And at this time we knew we needed you know, we had done our own evaluation, and we were looking for 150 or 250,000 or something. And he used a term that I'd never thought of, but he said, "You know,, Michael, the only thing, we can give you whatever it was we were looking for." He said, "But I'd rather give you uh, as much as you need now." I'd rather give it to you the first time. I don't want to go back and forth and all this because you said the thing that I find most business owners don't appreciate is when that animal starts eating, it eats every day, every day, every day. And going back to what you said about your rig moving business, you know, when you got that one client Mm. that owes you, you know, 1.2 million and they're kind of quiet on the phone calls and (laughs) they're not responding to text messages, that animal's eating every day, every day. And, uh, so, you know, finding that fair balance of cash and, uh, you know, and listen, we've been guilty as a lot of, you know, you get some cash in and then you're like, hey, we're going to make distributions, you know? And then the last thing you want to do is 18 months later, have to put checks back in the company. That's, that's never fun. No, you know, it's so not fun. finding that balance is, you know, uh, if it were easy, if this whole business ownership thing were easy. Yeah, we'd all own them. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes.
1: And we got a saying around, but I don't know who listens to the podcast. So, <laughs> you know, if it were all easy, the blanks would be doing it. You can fill in whoever you want to say. You know, one of my best friends is an insurance agent. I'll say the insurance agents would be doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, but yeah, that's, you know, you just, and, and going back to core values, talking about truth and, and some of y'all's core values, and And again, I'm 47. I think I've got early onset of dementia. I already forget what you said the others were. Um, But you alluded to always educating, always being better, always wanting to be better today than I was yesterday. That's one of our core values is learning.
0: Yeah. Just be
1: willing to learn because if you're not willing to learn mm, owning your Uh, own business, it's not for you. It's not for you. No, and
2: Learning the hard way isn't always the best thing either. Right. Even though can uh, help out in the long run but being proactive and learning ahead of time and setting yourself up for success i probably not to tap my own hit my own horn, what is it? Toot your own horn? <laughs> Toot my own horn, right. but I probably learned more about business in the last five years than I did 10 years prior to that. Right. Just because I didn't want to make the same mistakes. Right. Yeah. Um, I-, I admire that kid that looks up to you as a mm-hmm. mentor. More people need that. I think younger people are looking for those people nowadays, but when, when I came up through it, it was like, ah, we just do our things our own way. Right. You know, you struggle this is what everyone did. No right. one's open about their business. Right. No one wants to talk about it. Not even really over a, a beer or something. Right. It was just like, oh yeah, I'm successful or I'm not, or I had a tough time, whatever it may be. And now we're like, oh no. I I want to talk to other people about it,
1: you know. Well, but, and I don't know where it came from, but I've just been real fortunate, just personally fortunate, and, and it's it's in our business. I mean, in our family, and then it's even in our business with the, most of our leadership teams, as I kind of quickly is, you know, we we don't have any pride about what we don't know. You know, I'm not going to just fake some decision because I've got pride. It's huge.
0: You know, yeah. And
1: if they're, you know, young or old, I would just say new business owners or business owners, you know, I'm a part of a, you know, they, Again, I am not big on titles, but they call it CEO Accountability Group. I'm a part of convene. And um, and it's been huge to be able to sit there and be vulnerable and you know, but man, people wanna help people out, you know. Yeah. And you'll pretty quickly find out if they don't want to help you out, they're probably not someone you want in your circle anyhow. No, nope. right. it's know? pretty right. straightforward. Yeah. And you know, yeah. your
0: feelings don't even get hurt. You just realize that's not my person. That's
1: right. Yeah. And so exactly. you're right. Mentors, mentorships, um, you know, those are really have been huge for me. I think about I mean, I could just quickly clip off uh, you know, names and people that are just every day still involved in my life and and uh and it's fun to, you know, again, to Zane's his name and to work, you know, kinda if you will, backwards with Zane and talk to him about some of you know, it's fun because I get to chuckle at I I remember when we had those problems, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but it is, it's a big piece and um, people that don't have that, I would encourage them to. You know, yeah. I'm sure y'all've been through that, just like you referenced. Well,
2: it's kind of one reason we started this corporate caffeine is to have um, other people on here that could just share some wisdom. And right. we don't know where it's going to go right. or where it would head, mm-hmm. but there's going to be value usually out of something. Right. Usually, they're business owners that sit on the other side of the right. microphone and talk right. to us.
0: Well, and I think there's just a lot of garbage communication. Um, out there about the business world that profit is evil or that corporate America define that as broadly Mm -hmm. or as narrowly as you want but in general they think anybody that's making a buck you know is rotten and they're never out for the good and it's not true and while it is true sometimes and those make big splashy headlines that the media just loves to Mm -hmm. lap up you know it by and large, there is a huge, I don't even want to call it a grassroots movement, but I, maybe there is a movement going on. But all I know is there is a huge tribe of people that care deeply about being good in the business world and that business is not just about putting shoving as much cash in your pocket and running away, you know? And so that's what I hope people are hearing and that they do have some sort of mentorship. And if they have those same hearts when they're in the audience, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. Like you can be good and you should be good.
1: Well, and I will (laughs) say this again, I've got 28 or I'm sorry, (laughs) 26 and 24 year old boys and then my daughter will be 21 here in two weeks or so. And, you know, and I think this quote unquote younger generation gets a bad rap in a lot of cases, you know, because one of the things that I've learned from them, from them, that younger generation is, and we were talking about Bombas before we got on the air is, you know, these kids, um, they want to work, they want to spend their hours doing things that are for the greater good. And so if we're going to sell a sock and give a sock away, you know, great. And we have a kingdom purpose at Lone Star, and in it, it quotes Genesis 2 and 15, that says to care for it and maintain it as the Lord has instructed us to. And we're still trying to figure out exactly what that looks like, especially when you're in a catastrophic cleanup business, catastrophic event cleanup business. We have a lot of opportunities to leave things better than we found them. That's amazing. But, you know, I agree that there is, if if you're doing good things, I find that most people, especially as this younger generation is entering this workforce and getting that, they don't care how much money you're putting in your pocket. If, if you show that you're making a better world for it, and uh you know and that's one of the things again i've really appreciated that yeah even as recently as 10 years ago probably i would have said i'm making all the money for me you know but we've seen a real shift and um you know and it is it's just i mean listen we can all have different opinions but the one thing we should all in my opinion be working for is to make the world a better place to leave it better than it was yesterday to let's just be better people yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And and I and, and obviously as business owners, I get to kind of soapboxing a little bit, but as business owners, we have a big ability to do that. You know, and again, going back to what I said earlier, for us, it starts with our employees. You know, between the handful of companies, you know, we probably have upwards of three to four hundred employees. I don't know the exact number now. And you know, if we can positively affect their lives yeah and then they go positively affect their children's life and you know it's just the ripple effects that people don't stop and for just me and yeah. just you and just you know yeah. and and sometimes that ripple for right tonight is just one or two people But that's what we need that positive ripple
0: sometimes you have to play really small in order to go really big because you have no idea what that kind word what mm-hmm. that smile What that intense but heartfelt conversation, you have no idea how that's going to change someone's life and how they'll change others. So you're right. You know, that ripple effect, people should never take for granted the opportunities that are in front of them every single day. And it feels amazing to care about something bigger than yourself. Like, it just makes work Better, and mm-hmm. it does make things more fun. Right. So you're always welcome to soapbox here because that's like <laughs> one of our favorite things to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh gosh. Okay, so I do have a totally different question. So you mentioned playing golf this morning, and it is very tempting for me. Yeah, It's
2: supposed to be Friday afternoon. I was going to say finish. I'm not going to bust him
0: on what day of the week
2: it is. It I just been- did. <laughs> Let let me edit that. It's Friday.
0: (laughs) No, so, you know, I I think it is, I have had periods in my life and I still slide back into them where I literally just start to drown in work almost on purpose, you know, where I don't have clear enough thinking to go, really? Do I have to do that tonight? Do I have to do that on a Saturday? Is what I'm saying inside of my head or about my to-do list, is that really true? Right. Usually not. It's right. usually more about my right. ego and my sense yeah. of self-importance and right. all of this other stuff. Okay, so how? Like, have you always been like, I know how to play a little bit or I know how to find the balance? Because mm. the intensity of what you do, mm. you know, launching and expanding and rebuilding and constantly troubleshooting right. and learning. I mean, it's a lot of... I mean... I'm sure I speak for all of us that you think about it all the time. I do. New adventures are like, you cannot... You don't just go, yeah. oh, think about that right. eight to five. Right. So, for you, how do you, do you, you have up? a balance? How do you do no. it? How do you dinners. decide to play? Like, how do you decide yeah. to do things? We go
2: out to dinner for fun. We talk about business sometimes. Oh, when we know we almost, should shut it down, yeah. it's almost We still ludicrous.
1: do it. So, yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. yeah how's the work life balance?
1: Not very for good. For Michael. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my wife, Jenny, were here. She'd want to start soapboxing. Uh, you know, uh, it is a problem. And yeah. it's one of the things that, again, um, you know, I talk to. You know, we mentioned my friend that's one of y'all's clients, and and uh, he and I kind of had the same problem, if you will, workaholics. Uh, and, and in fairness to them, my wife, his wife, um, is they're so supportive, it, it almost breeds the problem. Mm. So really, my workaholicism is my wife's fault. That's what I've just said. Uh, 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 uh. No, but
2: underlying, um, wording around, but yeah. well, she likes to spend money too. Yeah. And no. I've got oh.
1: got to hold on. I'm just adding yeah. to it. it. <laughs> but she, um, yeah. I, and I shouldn't say it's getting better. It is. It's an ongoing. I mean, it's funny just last night. Um, so, um, without again, middle child, youngest son is getting married in a month. And so we're kind of right in the throes of, uh, figuring all this, not figuring it all out, but kind of getting all the I's dotted and T's crossed. And we had to go out to our golf course and we're buying golf shirts for father, son, son-in-law golf outing the day before the wedding, blah, blah, blah. And so when we got done there, we walked over to, um, did a little eatery at the, at the club and just sat down and I mean, and I was just banging away on text messages and emails. And she's trying to talk to me about the wedding plans and whatnot. And and like most people in my position, I think I'm the world's best multitasker. And, um, but um, she, I could tell it was wearing thin on her. And so I, I did at least before she had to correct me, had some sense to say, okay, I got to just set this phone down for a minute. And hmm. so... We went from there to some friends' house we were having dinner with and did pretty well about not doing anything. You know, I mean, I got some sense. It's Like right now, my phone's sitting over there, and typically, it, maybe not in a podcast, but typically even in meetings, you know, I'll have my, I'll be meeting and I'll have my phone down here. And, um, and so it's not the best. Uh, it is a real, it's just a, I hesitate to use the word problem right (laughs) but it's a real problem it's something you have to cognizant constantly be cognizant of yeah you know because it does get to the place where it's not fair you know um and listen there's again we kind of go back to um we're just not really all the way on this end of the spectrum or this end of the spectrum about anything because nothing in this world is all all bad nothing's all all great so i mean there's some you know we're pretty convinced that my kids, I'm fortunate to have great work ethics and it's not that they didn't get it from her because she's lazy or anything, you know, but they've seen me working and, you know, and it's just kind of what we do. So, but it's something that I, I constantly need to, and what's funny is I'm doing better about it. So we went on a trip about uh, two months ago, friend of ours, 50th birthday, and we went to the Virgin Islands, never been, and I was under the impression we were gonna be off the grid. We'd rented a boat and we were gonna sail. And I was under the impression we were gonna be off the grid. And so I had worked real hard up till I left then. I mean, and I verbalized with all of our leadership teams, hey, I'm gonna be gone. And as much as I wanna be able to communicate while I'm gone, we're gonna have to have some things in place. And so it forced me to really put some things in place um, that I'd never had in place. Mm. Checks and balances. You report to this person. if, And if it's worst case scenario, you know, you can call my father or you can try and get a hold to me. And, uh, well, lo and behold, went on the trip, was not off the grid. We were on the boat. But it's amazing around the Virgin Islands, they have cell phone service out in the water. Wow. And it was great. Yeah. Um, but... We, um, people got, a uh, transactions on their offshore account. I, I guess <laughs> I <so>. just, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How
2: can I trade yeah. my artwork
0: yeah. and stash it somewhere that's without right. having yeah. mobile
1: communications? But what it did is it, it forced me when I got back that I had some of these things in place and my desk are much cleaner. My briefcase briefcase is much lighter and it's worked it. And I, and I did make a conscious decision and that I was going to make a conscious effort when I got back, when I saw in those first two or three days that, Hey, these things are kind of moving along without me. And so the last two months have been, I, I'll assure you this Thursday to go out at nine thirty in the morning and play golf on a Thursday is first time in 25 years I've ever done that. I'll assure you because benefit golf tournaments are on Mondays or Fridays. Uh, And so I've done it because someone would probably, one of my staff would be like, well, you play in these benefit tournaments. Like those are on Mondays and Fridays, (laughs) Thursday morning. I'll assure you, I've never done that. And so now what I'm kind of trying to figure out is, is are there things that are getting missed and, or not getting done or am I kind of like you said, is it just this, um, self-worth that I think I have in the businesses in the businesses right that I'm wondering if things are getting missed and so that's what I'm trying to work on now is you know trusting and I'm looking kind of working on the businesses to see if there's anything that rears its head you know and so uh, but it's a tough it's tough yeah you know? yeah Y'all I'm- have to keep that in mind when y'all move two miles down the road here you can't work a little bit longer because oh. you got to go just the. I
0: know. Twenty-five I minutes really longer, I can work because we're notorious. I used to be driving. We're notorious for being here at seven a.m.
2: After working and, out and stuff. Yep, and, exactly, and, and then yeah. you know
0: maybe we leave at four thirty to miss traffic, but more often than not, it might as well just be six. Also, so I mean, we're miss traffic
1: on the back end. I'll be productive oh, for another and, hour and a half.
0: Exactly, and you know it's very easy to be like. Wow, we just made eleven hour days a habit and I skipped lunch, like mm-hmm. didn't go anywhere. I mean nothing and it's yeah. not healthy. It's
2: not healthy. We're not we're hoping healthy. this actually frees up more time. Yeah. Being this close. Good. Instead of opposite of right. that of being right next to work. We're yep. going to go, all right, now we don't have a commute time. Yep. Um
0: Less maintenance we can set on the boundaries.
2: House. Yeah, we can lock the door and go. It's Good. a townhome, by the way. Oh for, you, you know that, but right. um, now everyone else we're is,
0: less handcuffed by what owns us. That's what right. we're hoping. That's what least. we're trying. You to know, because the business owns us. So oh, we're yeah. trying to learn how to mm-hmm. own the business. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: we want to get into other things too, and we're yeah, just like exactly. we got to free those, free that time up somehow.
0: You know, it's funny because just recently has like the crack in my brain started opening up towards the idea of what if i did try to build the business where other people could replace me mm-hmm. someday. And so it's not about am i going to and it's not about do i want to. Right. It's about what if i could build the right. business. And you know you you hear that language all the time but it's very different understanding mm-hmm. it here and then thinking to yourself should i be thinking like that and really taking it to right. heart and that that is just barely starting to occur to me. Um, where I'm starting to look at my to-do list critically and look at my team, you know, and thinking, am I holding them back? Because I'm doing things that I ought to be enabling them and saying, where are you going to take it versus where could I take it? And um, my business coach, Ken Stiles, you know, he he says, um, work is supposed to be the engine for a great life, not your life is engine for work. Mm -hmm. And I heard him repeat that over and over and over. And I was finally like, good Lord, I'm not living that. Oh, that's why he keeps repeating that to right. me, <laughs> you know, is, um, it, you know, there's got to be the life side, um, you know, that you're enabling. And so, you know, I think we did a good job in between getting out of oil and gas and just the last couple of years of blender when it's really accelerated, um, And the ups and downs of the pandemic, like, so just the last crazy of the last couple years, which is probably a better way to put it. Like, those first, you know, years were, we did decent because we were prioritizing the boys' schedules. We had to drive Mm -hmm. them everywhere. Mm -hmm. We also had to be so committed because he wasn't in the business until just a couple of years ago about going on date nights and, you know, and so I think the last three years, you know, I mean, where the boys are independent and Kyle's in the business, um, where that's really starting to be like our natural tendencies are starting to be like quicksand to us where we're just like starting to sink into them a little too much. And we, you know, it's up to us as we become empty nesters to be like, all right, we got some decisions to make about how to not do that again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like what's full throttle, you know?
0: Yeah. And defining it, like, and being like, we can be full throttle in the business without damaging something else you know but we don't know what that looks like yet well and it's (laughs) funny
1: you bring that up because um again parents are 78 76 it's and and they sit uh, they sit in a room about the size of this room um mom's desk is here dad's desk is there and they they basically not basically they stare at each other all day they can just Look at each other all oh, day. Wow. Yeah. And so they're pretty in it, to, you know. But my wife <laughs> has just recently come into the business. Oh, really? On a more full time basis. She's been in and out over the years, um, but always with the focus on raising the kids. But now that we've been empty nesters for three years, um, started coming back in. And so now she carries a pretty a steady role within the company. And one of the things we're already guilty of is we almost take pride in kind of our 12-hour Mondays, That's we talk about those, you know, because what we'll basically do is try and get as much work done, mm-hmm. you know, on a Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And, uh, and then because Thursdays and Fridays, we're starting to uh, visit our daughter who plays college soccer, and, you know, we want to travel more and stuff. But even in that, I don't know that that 12-hour Monday, you know, we, we kind of almost brag about it because what basically we work – we got a couple of places we'll stop and eat on the way home, go home, and then you just crater.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: I'm like, you know, it feels good from a professional standpoint because I can yeah. grind it out for 12 hours. That's no problem yeah. and be real productive. But then you just, you get home and it's just like, yeah. you know, God, don't talk to me. Don't, you know, and so it's just an ongoing figuring out what that looks like. Yeah. yeah. I was in that rut just yesterday of just a long
2: day and I was so done. And it was only about, what, six fifteen? at that point? But it only takes waking up in the middle of the night and losing an hour or two where you just go, uh oh, that just threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This 10, 12 hour day just turned the crap quick. Right. And when right. you get home, you're like, you're done, done. Yep. And yeah. um, it seems like Mondays or our Monday morning meetings we have with the team, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it seems like we do stay longer, like mm-hmm. you said. It's just something about getting that week started right of going, all right, you put everything up right now. Right. And you set the tone for the rest of right. the week. And you're like, if I could match that, and this is going to be a productive week. Right, right. And we usually Thursdays, it seems like, is our other one. Oh, really? You bookmark them. Yeah. Um, Fridays, you don't know how they're going to turn out. Right. It could be long. could really? be short. Really? It could be, wait a minute, it's a beautiful day and it's two? We've yeah. got everything done this week? What?
0: That's the that goal. That
2: don't happen often. That is That's the, goal. the goal. That's the goal. We, yeah. We
0: should be able to do that and we don't. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't go, we're good. Like, we could leave right now In. Why not? Like the team is good, we're good, the clients are good, walk out the door, we don't. We that that's the goal. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's just a small little thing. I'm gonna start being like, (laughs) Can I create a two thirty day
1: (laughs) that I bet you y'all struggle with as well, that I find myself I find this somewhat I would say probably significant amount of guilt for because we wanna treat our staff and our employees fair and equal with us, but, um, I'm not sure you get to leave at two 30 on Fridays, just, you know, like I did. Right. And so right. I, that's one piece that I have really struggled with yeah. is, yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, I was at the golf course this morning and I I don't think anyone knew and I wasn't fixing to offer it.
0: No. You right. Know, and yeah.
1: Part of it was because it's kind of like, well, why do you get to go to the golf course on Thursday at nine 30? Well, yeah. you don't want to say, cause I'm the owner.
0: Right, right. But
1: that's one of the things that I really struggle with. It's trying to figure out how to balance that, you know. And and maybe like we were talking about earlier about this, um, this new world um, of some in the office, some remote. You know, there was all this, all this holo blue that oh, everyone's going to work remotely for the rest of our lives, and we are just finding that's not the case. No, people want community, need community, but a but a fair balance of. You know, I mean, like of my management staff, they have the option to work two days a week at home. Um, some of our other staff works three days a week at home. And then I've got some staff that they only work Fridays at home. And they're kind of like, look, I like being in an office. I'm more productive. Yeah. And so kind of figuring that out and getting comfortable with it, it's been one thing that I'm really working on. Yeah. Uh, you know, and. Don't know what the answer is. But again, it kind of goes back to what we um, were talking about earlier with always learning, always being willing to learn and evolve, being truthful with people about, you know, because I bet you what y'all staff would say is the same thing my staff would say. What they do know is I, I may be gone on a Thursday, but they know I've been working. You know, and yeah, and but convincing ourselves of that's a lot easier said than done. And, you
0: know, totally agree, totally, so totally agree. So, what advice would you give to people? And this can be broad, this yeah. can be about business, it can be about life, it can be anything, right? But you know, like here we are in 2022, and you look around, like what's the thing that you would want to gift to people in regards to advice or just encouragement
1: from a business ownership perspective or? Either
0: or yeah, both. How yeah. about let's do both. Let's start with business ownership.
1: Um, oh, man. Ah, uh, gosh, that is deep. You know, if I had to sum it up somewhat, um, think about some of the things I say to Zane, and um, I, I would tell him it's always keep balance in mind. You know, and that's one thing I was guilty of. I've said this to my parents before, and it's another thing that I appreciate about the younger generation is they understand balance. I think they get a bad rap a lot of times because they know how to use their technology. I was pointing like my phone was there, but they know how to use their technology better than I do, better than most of us do to really be productive on it. You know, other than phone calls, text messages, and emails, I'm pretty unproductive on my phone. I get on Facebook and
0: I'm terrible on my phone.
1: I read news, you know, religiously. But, but like, again, my 26 and 24 year old, they can do anything on their phone. They can type out Word documents and whether it's that or their iPads. And so I think they've got a pretty good uh, grasp on balance. You know, that's something I would probably say to someone because. Balance applies to business, applies to personal, applies to your business, personal balance. You know, balance applies to cash on hand versus debt. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, is to contemplate balance in everything uh, you do. And, you know, oh, I started to say, because one of the things I used to say to my Dad is, or I've said to my dad, I used to think. I mean, again, I'm 47. Um, Technology has come a long ways in the 20 20 years I've been with them. 22 years I've been with them, um, and so you kind of, if you came into the professional world 20 25 years ago or even earlier, really all you had was work ethic. You just yeah. worked your rear off. Yeah. Just work. Well, that always evolves into hours you know um not always but you know a lot of times and again the thing technology has given us and the younger generation is better at than us is saying well look i don't have to be grinding in an office 12 hours to be productive yeah i agree they know how to work smarter they do
2: i can see because they've been around it all the time no matter what we say it takes us longer to adapt into the new things the oh, yeah. longer to learn them or the willingness to learn them mm-hmm. um it it's born in their dna yeah and um you can't downfall them for that they yeah. get, they're they're learning what it's taken us a long time to learn and like you said that balance they're able to plug it in get it done check the box right uh, Go mountain biking. Go do whatever. Well, some of them. Some of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you've always had that. You've always always had that. Yeah. Because I mean, humans
0: are humans, and like each generation completely agree that they bring different trends Mm -hmm. and different intensities. You know, like like that does ebb and flow. Each generation is slightly different from one another. Like it really is. But you know, I still think there's you know some sort of curve. I do agree that they value the balance and the personal more social media is a perfect example. My gosh, they're dancing. They're laughing. They're mm-hmm. entertaining. TikTok yeah. is fascinating. Right. They're so smart and clever and they spend <laughs> loads of time on that kind of thing, yeah. even creating when they want to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, and sometimes they don't. So I think it's, I do think this generation is I, fascinating I love, I mean- and like they're adopting things in a really interesting way.
2: You, you, you see these young guys going out and starting tech companies from nothing out of mm-hmm. their basements. They're grinding it out. Yep. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, and in your 20s, you
0: know That doesn't come should.
2: overnight. Yeah. And, and you see them risking everything. It's it, just in a different way than what we are used to. Yeah. Then you've got to love, like you said, the social media point of them going and making money on their own off of a personality Yeah. without having a... a big enterprise coming in and going, Oh yeah, I'll sign you for a TV contract. Those days are done for them. Right. They don't even look at it. They go, I'm going to create my own brand right, right here. Yeah. And now and make money they blew off of that it. That
0: whole industry is yeah. smithereens. Well, that takes <laughs> a grind. That takes a grind too.
1: Yeah. Hats off to them. I, I, I totally, love it. Watching kids do that. I, I do too.
0: I do too. They're so clever.
1: <clears throat> the second piece to that, that I would offer, because I've said this to my kids and again, it just kind of going back to, you know, when we were coming up into the professional world, Really, all you had was your work ethic, yeah. and it was you know those that worked harder typically were more successful. Right, that was the theory. Mm-hmm. But what technology has done, in my opinion, and I've told my kids this: now you have to be willing to work smart first, and never be afraid to work hard behind that to support it. Because there's just so you know, and I, I was thinking about what you said earlier about your to do list, and is my time is that you know should I be doing that, or is there something I should give to a staff member to do you know I had one of my employees just yesterday and I appreciated her honesty she said <clears throat> well I asked her about something and um, she said well you weren't there and I wasn't I wasn't and I was kind of unavailable and uh, she said well I didn't have anything to do and I played uh, I can't even think of the game but anyhow she said up I, I played such-and-such such about half the day on the computer I wish I didn't I wish I had some you know knowledge of what to do on that and I think about what I was doing and, you know, that I was trying to multitask 54 different things, you know, that if I'd have just said, oh, well, here, do this, 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 and this, you know.
0: And she was willing to tell you because she is fine with taking right. on
1: more work. That's right. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Yep.
1: So that she trusts you. Yeah. But, you know, that's one thing I've told my kids a lot. Work smart. Be smart first. I mean, again, I just, there's been some things I've just run into head first thinking I can just outwork all the problems. <laughs> <you know. laughs> or I just
0: run head first into things because, right. you know, I don't like to think about the downside.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what I would offer business owners, balance and work
0: smart. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I love so, it. That is awesome. Yep. Michael, thank you so yeah. much Absolutely. for such a fun time. It has I been a great time. appreciate yeah, you coming awesome. On. I appreciate y'all.
1: And we think, um, I mean, I guess I can say some of these things real quickly. I didn't know how much we would talk about business and our relationship. Right. But I will offer this. Um, Y'all have been a huge part of our success over the last couple of years. Um, I would be amiss if I didn't, one, say that about y'all as a whole, but then, two, talk about my friend, Brian Talbot, and what a phenomenal piece of our leadership team and support and growth that he has been. He's mentored my son and... You know, Brian is just, as y'all are, and, and, and there's no wonder y'all all work well to get together, salt the earth type people. And, uh, you know, to think about, in fact, that's where we met was in a Zoom uh, in the midst of COVID yeah, for that's my right. convenience. Yes,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> and, um, you know, we were at a place where we needed it. And and uh, so anyhow, I, I, would be, um, I, I would not be doing y'all fair if I didn't tell y'all how much y'all mean to us as a whole both of y'all brian as well y'all have been a big big part of a lot of our success over and not just in lone star where there's a specific uh relationship but to be frank a lot of things we've learned we've implemented in our wireline company and you know i could go down the i could go down the list and so you know i i oh. want y'all to know that how much we appreciate y'all thank, oh thank I, you, I, you I so much and we didn't have you on this for um, for don't, that, no, I you
2: know. I know. Um, I know. At but all, we I wanted to. I know that. <laughs> pick your but, mind, yeah. but yeah, thanks but a lot. But
0: y'all are, well, I, I think, you mean. means a lot. Friends
1: yeah. and yeah. y'all been great for us, so thank I appreciate you. y'all. That's yeah. awesome. Glad to come do this. Yes. Yeah. Well,
0: onward and upward. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Thanks, everybody. Thank y'all.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of the Corporate Caffeine Podcast, please help us help you by subscribing. I also hope you'll find us on social media. You can follow me, Dacia Coffee, and my company, The Marketing Blender, by searching us on your favorite platform or checking out the show notes for the links. We bring this to you because we envision a business world full of meaning, connection, and prosperity for us all. Until next time, onward and upward.